Hello and welcome to the Magical Midlife Podcast, where you get a refreshing, uplifting and optimistic perspective on life in your 40s and 50s. I'm your host, Lindsay DeSwart, and I'm delighted that you've joined us here today. So let's jump right in. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to season three of the Magical Midlife podcast. I'm so delighted to see you and so delighted that we can even say that we're here at season three. This is like awesome. So today I am very delighted that my opening guest for season three is Kay Turner. And Kay um, and I have met because we both have had the same shamanic teacher, So we've both been on some very interesting journeys. Um, And so hopefully today, Kay is going to talk a little bit about her journey and tell us all about how she now has walked into her magical midlife years. So good morning and welcome, Kay. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. It's delightful to see you. And now whereabouts are you? Where are you in England? (laughs) We're in Rural North Yorkshire. So do forgive any bar or cockadoodle-doo that you hear um, (laughs) (laughs) because it's very loud, even with closed windows. Um, Yes, it's very, very rural. Um, The town, well, the nearest town is tiny, but the village probably only has 100 people. Oh, my goodness. I know, it's minute. Um, And originally I'm from the northeast of England, from um, the county of Durham. So uh, have moved a little bit south, but still North UK. Mm-hmm. So what's your look like the biggest town, like big town? The biggest big town is York. Right. Oh, OK. Fine. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, it's it, which is beautiful. Or Durham, actually. I'm kind of yeah. in between those two cities uh, that people may have heard of. Yeah, very nice. Well, I went to university in Sheffield, so I spent many years in Yorkshire. Oh, right. So actually not that far from here. Not that far at all. No, absolutely. No. Anyway. Cool. So now we know where you are. That is lovely. And I have pictures of hills and sheep and cockerels and things in the background, which is a lovely image to have. So tell us a little bit about who you are, Kate. Okay, so I am um, a teacher uh, by profession Mm -hmm. and um, I still work in the teaching forum. But the three words I think that sum up the work that I do are education evolution and embodiment and I facilitate that in a massive variety of settings um, focusing really on supporting people with metacognition so thinking about their thinking um, intuition and instinct so I do that through facilitation through teaching I still go into schools but also through writing which has been the big project in the last year that's what I do now, so when you started out your career, is that what you started out doing? Or did you start with a, yeah, what did you start out doing? I started um, in theology. So mm. I was brought up in a very high Anglican church and my path was always going to be priesthood in the Anglican church. Um, so I then went and studied theology at university and started the path into priesthood but knew I was too young at 21 so I did a teacher training um, and went into secondary schools and taught RE and health education. Um, I had three children and very quickly three and three years and I do everything fast. Apparently so (laughs) my goodness yeah Yeah. Um, and then 
Um, so I was out of teaching. And then when my youngest was maybe 14 months, I decided to do a master's in theology. So I as went you would. that. As, yeah, as, you, as you would. I'd yeah. like to keep my brain physically. <laughs> yeah. um, and toyed at that point with writing, but felt, well, there was financial demands as well. So I went back into teaching and then went on the leadership path with that. Um, so became curriculum pastoral leader in secondary, worked specifically with sixth form, which is mm-hmm. the 16 to 18 year olds in the university transition. But the change came because of ill health um, and, the, and the perimenopause transition. So that started around 37. Um, and there was a slow deterioration in my health that was really messaging that I was out of alignment. Right. And that, that was really the catalyst that moved me into a different um, path. Yeah, absolutely. So how did that show up for you? What challenges did it um, chronic mi- yeah chronic migraine chronic pain chronic fatigue um but I am quite stoic I think it's probably one of the downsides of living in northern England I was going to say that's a northern <laughs> English trait isn't it big style yeah it is um and I just kept on going I was going through a really unpleasant divorce um single mum within leadership and education plowing on didn't take any day off sick um, and then on the 23rd of December in <laughs> 2015, I fell over and shattered all of my front teeth. Oh, really wow. serious and a really serious injury. Um, still went back to work with huge wound uh, and had oh. roots. You know, I, I read surgery in my dinner. I mean, I was mad. Dinner I feel quite hour. faint, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know this, did you? I didn't know any of this. <laughs> Love this. Wow. Um, and then one day I just couldn't get out of bed. So probably a month or two after that. And then I had to be off sick. So no, not a day off sick. And then signed off. Um, and I went into a shamanic death. That's how I describe it. Um, I, I still feel emotional thinking about it because my own children were like, what is going on? It was, I went out into nature and I just sat with fire and I just received so much download into um that's not your path visions that are actually manifesting now so this mm. is what seven years later um and then I took voluntary redundancy and off I went on a different path oh my goodness so how did you know I mean when you said there was the shamanic death which obviously looking in hindsight you realize that's what it was I mean how did you know to just go into be in nature and sit with fire I, I didn't know. It just it happened. I, I shut down. So you can imagine all my energy. Well, there was very little energy flowing through me at that point anyway. Mm. But I I couldn't I couldn't do anything. So it was I mean, you know, I've never been told I had a nervous breakdown, but I could imagine mm. that was happening in the nervous system. But it was the only thing I could do was keep warm and sit outside by a fire it was like just a complete embodied knowing that's what I had to do and I was crying and writing and I did that probably for about four months I went in I started to um work quite deeply with trauma therapists because I had a lot of trauma from childhood really um a lot of excavation into the past and mindfulness therapist so I started very conventionally in Mm. in my healing um 
And then every time I kind of started to be well, um, the next pass unfolded, the next teacher arrived, the next knowing the next book. And mm. I just followed it and followed it and followed it and kept going Um moved through. Would you like me to share the path? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, please. Um, So trauma therapy, um, going to the police about a sexual assault when I was a child. So really um, going through that process, Mm. Um, lots of boundaries with family of origin, working with um, EMDR. And what's um, that for people who don't know? Eye movement, desensitization. Right, yeah. Something okay, like yeah. that. I can't remember. Thank um, you for the reminder. The the bread, the kind of brain come together mm. um, from the traumas. And then and then it was okay, energy. What is this? Reading books, starting to bring balls of energy into my um into my sphere. Mm-hmm. I trained as a yin yoga teacher. I trained as a wellness coach. I also, and this is gonna make you laugh. Alongside doing the shamanic and energy medicine training, mm. I was also in the ordination process again for the priesthood. So oh, they were running <laughs> side by side um, because the holding on to the patriarchal trance of the church was the final thing for me to let go of. Um, mm-hmm. And I had to be rejected by them. I was going to say, because that's more traditionally socially acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm, interesting. Um, wow. So I did the energy medicine and the shamanic path. And then, you know, was working now in my own business, coaching and teaching about energy medicine. But then the feminine came through me and I was called the priestess path. So my teachers, I also did a lot of um, nervous system work. So I've done a lot of embodiment work. But then my priestess path came through and I went into Rose lineage, the Magdalene lineage. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, work in priestessing as I see it as female leadership um so, you know kind of representing the feminine in the world wow. and so that's where I am now fantastic now very interesting something you said about uh, the you know the next book would be presented the next teacher would be presented can you remember some of the books that really helped you along your way early on very much so the book that changed everything was given to me by a friend's sister-in-law who was, a fibro, <laughs> who was a fibromyalgia nurse because I'd been given the diagnosis of fibromyalgia and it was Mind Over Medicine by Lisa Rankin. Oh, I've heard a few people mention that. Yeah. And she, she's an obstetrician, I think, mm-hmm. in the US and she, she's produced a, a model called The Whole Health Ken and it, it just gave me a model of health that mm. was not allop- not only allopathic, it had that mm. in it, but it had holistic in it too. So that was the formative one that that changed. That changed it had everything. science in it. I loved, I loved it. Changed everything completely. Yeah. So how did that then affect your relations with friends, family? Because of course you were going off on this, you know, discovery path, shall we say, uh, yeah. which is not exactly standard run-of-the-mill route for any teacher so how did that affect all your social connections and family um I don't have any relationships currently with my family of origin because of boundaries that had to be put in place um for me to clear 
uh, the energetic net of a storyline that wasn't helpful. That's right, probably okay. the best way I could put it okay, yeah. appropriately. So that was really a, a terribly challenging time and also grief, a massive grief. Mm. Um, my children, it completely transformed our family life. I mean, financially, we took a, a huge loss. Mm. I, you know, I was in leadership. Um, and I'd been, I remarried in um, 2016, I think it was. <laughs> I should know, shouldn't I? Um, and so he. <laughs> well, you were there for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was there. It was a very small, there was only six of us. Um, very happily. I mean, it was, that, was a, that was a gift. That was, my marriage to Dan is, is a gift. It's part of the healing process. Um, but there was a huge, he was thrown into a family with, teen, with young with children and and I was well and healing and so um that really strengthened our relationship actually um wow. so yeah that was that was a gift and um so I'm just, he, I'm, I was going to say sorry had he known you kind of through this journey in he's your... known he is the journey <laughs> with me wow he was I'd say he was probably one of the catalysts of the journey bringing that real depth of love into my energetic sphere made me open to the trauma that needed to move through me. I think that was part, it's, it was all synchronized and universally aligned. I could not in a million years have mm. made this happen um, or bring him into my life at all. Um, so yeah, that he was part of the, the path that the, yeah. that the gift to, to me. Um, and then the children had to adapt to a different mum. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to adapt. Yeah, that was that was a challenge for them, but it has been transformative for them. I was going to say, how has your journey woken up your children? Oh, hugely. They, to their individuality, mm. um, to their autonomy and their sovereignty, because there's very minimal codependency in the dynamics now that I think oh, cool. when I was knitted in the family of. So yeah, that that was a, a big transformation. And friendships have been a really interesting observation. A lot of it has just fallen away, like mm. you know, autumn leaves. Um, there's been a few conflicts where people have gone, I just don't get what's going on with you. Mm. Um, but I, I've let that go. And really good friends have come with me and mm. seen if the flourish and then new, new, new friends have come into my sphere Mm, absolutely oh my goodness so I'm just going through my questions here so who's helped you along the way obviously your husband Dan yes um my children the Gaia (laughs) nature um and then teachers Irene Lyon she's in the she's in Canada she was my nervous system rewiring teacher she was her her programs were formative in me not only spiritually bypassing and coming at the head level and the spiritual mm. level, but coming into the body and making this vessel strong enough to bring stronger energetics through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that she was formative. Sorry, and, say her name again, because you just broke up just as you were saying her name. Sorry, Irene Lyon. Irene um, Lyon. Okay, cool. Yeah. It sounded like the green lion. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, yeah. Which might be she's, the case. It may well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's she's great. Uh, her programs are great. Mm-hmm. Worked with a lot of somatic experiencing therapists, um, too many to mention. Her husband, mm-hmm. Seth, was one of them. And then, um, obviously, our shamanic and energy medicine teacher, CZ, and um, my priestess training was Priestesses of the Rose, um, Achintia and Amea. They're, they are fabulous teachers. Mm-hmm. So they've really helped me. Um, but then the Universal Energies and Gaia, I think, are, are the two mentors that have been. That really stuck with you. Sick. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So as we ground all of that into the real world, how do you now function in the real world, you know, with kids that going off to university and as you say, you know, you still got to earn a living and all that sort of stuff. So what do you do now in the real world, in your whole new self? That's a really good question. And um, <laughs> one, I, I, when, you, when I was thinking about coming on, how I do so much, um, because I, I have a to, do have a tendency to um, like to be in the spheres of the cosmos um, yeah, fair enough. and the, in the spiritual realm, that I work hard to stay grounded. So in the past year, I still teach. Um, mm-hmm. I taught a student, but a student with autism. So I work for the medical service teaching. I still go into schools and deliver staff training on well-being. And also um, I do anxiety work with sixth form. Mm-hmm. So I do wellness cool. work. And then I facilitate at a local retreat and do one-to-one um, wellness and energy and shamanic medicine mm-hmm. um, health sessions yeah and Um, I have benefited from one of those sessions absolutely (laughs) so can highly recommend a session with Kay if anybody's interested to know yeah (laughs) thank you um and then this year I've well last year I piloted um, a girl empowerment group so with teenage girls trying to bring some of this into that 13 to 18 bracket and I'm moving into sacred feminine teaching this year okay and then the teacher, and then the book, the writing for Girl God, um, which has just exploded. <laughs> so tell us uh, about that because that's I, I keep seeing posts about it, and it just look. I mean, I know you're going through, you know, another transformation as this is birthed. Yes. So tell us a little bit about the experience of what's led you to this book, and how is it um, being birthed, really? Yes. So one of the books that came through in that shamanic death when mm. um, after the accident were, were was that I needed to write about trauma because trauma has been mm. my path so much in terms of overcoming that. And I initially thought I was going to do further study, but I, I knew that it, I wanted it out into the world. And the part that goddess the feminine the body plays in trauma healing and so I approached girl good in um the new moon in January Mm. and pitched the the concept of of a trauma and goddess book and she agreed and so this is going to be an anthology this book remembering with goddess it's called and we are showcasing women's experiences and voices as girl god do brilliantly their anthologies are fabulous um around trauma healing Mm-hmm. so but then from that there's just millions of books you know there's one coming up on perimenopause and menopause journey and and the crone energy and how that is there's one coming on neurodiversity that's the latest one that I've pitched and that they're going with which is fabulous um 
And then there's my own book, which I'm researching at the minute, which is called Making Love with the Divine. And it's sacred and ecstatic and erotic and mystical experiences Mm -hmm. um, and how people experience the divine in the ordinary, in the day to day life, the mystics of now. Um, wow. So that's what I'm write, writing myself right now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm seeking shares. If anybody wants to contact me with their experiences of the divine, whatever that is, I'd love to receive stories to weave into the book. Fantastic. So have you had any stories yet that you can give a sort of a sneak peek? So if somebody goes, well, I don't know if I'm experiencing the divine or not. Is that me? I don't know. Can you kind of outline it a little bit more so that if anybody does know that they've been going through some big changes, because lo and behold, COVID has woken quite a few people up to a whole different world. um, What sort of experiences might they be having that they could then share with you for the book? So probably the most shares I've had so far around um, communing with nature. So communing with the divine through through nature that sense of there's something bigger than me right right? so the divine is something that is other Mm. the sacred is other than the mundane and so people say you know there's there's been a bit huge um uprising for one of a better word of people doing wild wild swimming here and there's a lot of sense of oh gosh I'm going in the water I feel like I'm connected to the water the water is flowing through me I'm flowing with the water um connecting to the seasons and how that affects energy is, is, is being with the divine, but the making love element is how we bring the energy and um, expand ourselves with it, with an energy that is beyond us. So it can be, let's say the moon cycles affect Mm -hmm. people and they feel more expansive and loving or creative um, at full moon or at new moon. And what is that like? Or they may get great dreams right? The, mm. the love is coming through them in their dreams. So dreams, nature, um, walking are the most prominent ways that are, are being shared. Yeah. yeah. As well as dancing, dancing, you know, or yoga or meditation, of course, there's all those things, but it's how do you feel there's something other than just your human self? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So and when do you think that book is going to be coming out? Well, I'm hoping for shares throughout September. Um, it's all anonymous so you know some people will share sexual shares and that would be amazing yeah Um, and then who who knows my plan is to have it written next year so 2023 I'd imagine right definitely by then yeah definitely by then okay so um is there anything you missed from your chapter one life um financial security I'll be honest (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah fair enough yeah you know the promise of a teacher's pension is very much ingrained into me you know it's one of the best schemes in the UK and blah 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 blah. um so and also day-to-day interaction with young people you know it there is I never I did not leave teaching because I didn't enjoy interactions with 14 to 18 year olds yeah um I miss that they their quirkiness their aliveness um, and then seeing a child, a young person who get it or expand, I miss that. Mm. Um, and I'm hoping that somehow that's going to come back into my, I can see my sphere, but how will it come mm. back? I think it will. It is. Um, I do miss that. 
Mm. Fair enough. And so what do you see, um, because obviously you're going through, you know, these, these midlife years and kids going to university and that sort of thing. So how is that now changing how you live your life? Mm, more boundaries more More boundaries boundaries. I was going to say or is it just quieter (laughs) um more boundaries I mean it's freed up a lot of my energy um yeah my children are 21 and 19 and 18 so they they, you know they're 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 pretty independent Mm. now but it's that freeing of the energy and I embraced perimenopause you know it's not easy the the physical symptoms are are hard really hard Mm. but I am embracing it and allowing it to empower me and there's a great sense of this is who I am now Mm. this is who I am oh okay it might not necessarily be what the mainstream is is we're seeing in womanhood although I don't agree I think a lot of it is we're told how to be at perimenopause and menopause and actually mm, that's something that we can change if we live a different way um, for me. So I'm trying to model a different way of perimenopause and menopause with people, midlife change. And um, I would say this has been the best time of my entire life. And this is the whole point of the magical midlife. And that's exactly the whole reason that I started this podcast, because as you say, we are told how to experience perimenopause and menopause. And actually, my belief is it's it's almost like a second puberty. It's a massive awakening into the next stage of life. And I think because people didn't understand it and maybe they didn't know what to do with it, therefore, it's become something of, you know, sort of shame and doom and you must medicate through it, etc. So when you say that you're embracing perimenopause, what does that look like? I'm embracing the, the emotion of it right okay. as, and harnessing it as a healing um mm-hmm. so I listen more to it when I started the process I was like a you know when it when you when the puberty happens and mm. the hormones rage and also the rage comes through emotional mm. so it was absolutely catastrophic some of the ways <laughs> I behaved <laughs> it was pure rage it wasn't even anger yeah um and it obliterated but I refused to look back on it with shame because it was, I was doing the best I could. Yeah. And actually that needed to go through that energy, that fire needed to move through all areas of my life. So now I can harness that more. Um, mm-hmm. I know my no's, I know my yeses. I prioritize um, rest and self-care mm-hmm. and nutrition um, and what makes, what it is of comfort for my body. Um, and I'm allowing it to, burst that which I couldn't at adolescence the self the self that was conditioned at adolescence um Mm. and I agree it is a second adolescence where we mop up and undo that which was put on us in our first so I I think it's fantastic what you're doing and I agree wholeheartedly that's certainly my experience yeah yeah and that's what I'm just some of the things that you've just said there about, you know, um, really going with nutrition, the rest, listening to your body, allowing the emotion to flow. So many people in all of our interviews that are willing to go there have, when they've allowed that in and they allow uh, giving themselves energy, 
putting putting their time and energy into that, they are really the ones who've walked into this new life almost of being themselves, giving themselves permission to say, actually, no, I'm having a, you know, I'm having a real off day, or I know that I really need this certain nutrition. Listening to that, tuning into that, and waking up to that and allowing um allowing the, the the given world to go on hold for a bit just exactly. whilst they realize yeah. who yeah. they are and what they need and it's such a permission so oh I'm just yeah I'm so grateful that you brought that up Kate <laughs> what a lovely start to season three <laughs> I'm glad That's so cool okay so um obviously I'm always conscious of time because I know that we all listen to podcasts driving around or out walking and so there's you know there's kind of an optimum time level that you can tune in so how can people get hold of you um, if they want to either offer stories and shares um, or if they want to follow the work you're doing and actually be able to get some of your books as they come out? Absolutely. So the um, website is www.anotherlogonthefire.com. So it's all one. Uh, there's no spaces. Anotherlogonthefire.com. And it's on Instagram and Facebook another log on the fire and Twitter. Um, so please do, I'd, I'd welcome any shares and followers. Um, and just to say the reason that it's called that is because of that shamanic death and the fire. And my youngest son came out and he used to sing around the fire and this song, put, put another log on the fire. Um, and so that was why I just kept it as a concept and that stoking of the inner fire is the reason mm -hmm. so another log on the fire just search it um and yeah the email is another log on the fire at gmail.com so it's it's that as well fantastic oh that's awesome okay thank you so much for sharing with us and for taking the time out of your day and taking a break from your uh, chickens and sheep and all we didn't even touch on chickens and sheep how when did you start the chickens and sheep like <laughs> They're not mine. They're the neighbour, and and literally oh. their fence is just. We have we have sheep on one side, the farmer's field, okay. and the chicken. <laughs> but they come in the garden, so I have the best of nature without the responsibility. It's fabulous. Okay. You've got the answer. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that is the way forward. Excellent. So thank you so much for your time today, as I say, and for sharing your journey and for being so open and honest about you know where where your journey's taken you. Um, knowing that people go through trauma and come out of the other side and that we have tools to deal with it, I think is just so reassuring to people as they are going through this, you know, this kind of menopausal wake up. Yeah. Um, so if you've enjoyed today's episode with Kay, please go in and tune into another log on the fire and support Kay in the work she's doing. And also come over to follow my work on soulfuladventureliving.com and find me obviously at Lindsay DeSwart. Please share this episode. If you think you know anybody who's going to benefit from the information and the, um, ad well, it's not even advice, just the inspiration that Kay's shared with us today, please make sure that you share this podcast, send it to your friends, because as I say, the midlife years have been given a bad rap for too long. And we're the only ones that can change that. So thank you so much. I'm going to say goodbye. Kay, let me, let me hand over to you to say goodbye. Thank you so much and so many blessings. And I'm so pleased that you're doing this work. I fully support um, what, your work. So thank you. 
awesome. Thank you so much. And enjoy your day, everybody. And please go and step wholeheartedly into your magical midlife.